Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. That's a lot of confetti in my face. Whoa. just happened here? <laughs> Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. From comics and video games to science and technology, if it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Tony. I'm Boar. And I'm covered in confetti. Yeah, I did I did unleash the beast. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that is a beast that has been wounded. During, there, is, um, there is a dead pinata out there somewhere. Uh, during the music there... Um, I, I did. I did spray some confetti everywhere. We had some leftover confetti from some of our live presentations of years past, and <laughs> it just it just seemed optimal to use that. Uh, welcome to Nerdy Show. So uh, we do have a audio podcast, which maybe you're listening to. We also have a video podcast, which you may be watching, and maybe you saw the confetti. <laughs> There's if not, then just know there was a lot of it, and some of it got in our mouths. I, I imagine this is something like a poison in your mouth. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe it's like... Did you make sure to soak acid. it in LSD beforehand? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Guys, it's starting! I can only handle a teeth! You <laughs> 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 got some right here, Tony. There's a good chance of that. <laughs> yeah, I've just created a problem for myself that I'm going to have to take care of. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that. I was like, well, I'm glad we're not recording in my house. Yeah, I mean, uh, this. I knew what I was getting into when I did it, so it's done now. It's, you know, we it's forever entombed on YouTube, and... Uh, uh, hopefully it was worth it. The anyway, Cap suffers for for you yep. benefit fans. Yeah, this is this is for you. This is this is our art for you. <laughs> and, and in this episode of Nerdy Show, we're going to be talking about lots of stuff. We're going to be talking about uh, some comics news. Uh, my gripes with something Nickelodeon's up to in the shape of uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple sort of thing. And um, video games. We got uh, and, and, some, and some VR happenings. We always talk about that a little bit, but there's there's maybe some dark the darker side of uh, augmented reality. Um, which, which is an interesting slant to it. Um, but we got two hosts on here, uh, who you may recognize from some of our other streaming program. Hey, this is Tony Yo. and Trench Ahoy. of Nerdy Show Stream Team. Formerly Trench and Tony, which is funny because, you know, you go back that far and then we, we kind of lost top billing, but we still, we do the game streams and it's a good time. Yeah, you're not the only ones doing Nerdy Show's Twitch stream anymore. No, not anymore. No, we uh, do it with David and Steve-O or oh, Brushfire and Level 99 from Firelight Fan Fiction. It's always better when you do it with friends. Always. That's what people <laughs> keep telling me, and yet I always wind up being at the front of what they call the daisy chain. I don't understand. It doesn't uh, seem that much. Wait, hold, 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 hold. It's not a chain if it's not linked together. I mean, you can you can form a circle in a daisy chain, certainly. God damn it, this is They've why geometry cutting, was important in yeah, elementary school. Someone's been cutting <laughs> out of the equation, Tony, and that's just not fair. Uh, so you're going to have to reevaluate that friendship there. Hashtag slightly better without Tony. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, I, I, hey, I that's trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. It's not. It's on social media. Jerk. <laughs> If you go to Nerdy Show's main page, those, there's a Twitch link up at the top. And uh, how often do you guys do it these days? I mean, I'm, I'm working on Nerdy Show stuff, so I don't ever watch you. Uh, we aim for twice a week. We try and do it Thursdays and Sundays. Uh, this week, clearly, we are not doing it on a Sunday because that's recording day here. So we're Thank we're you for your sacrifice. It's, it's okay. Uh, and then Thursdays, generally between 6 and 7 o'clock, and we play all sorts of fun stuff. That's Eastern time. Eastern Standard Time, yeah. The only time that matters. <laughs> Steve-O and Dave do a step mania where they exercise for your entertainment on Mondays. Yeah, because why not watch those two just breathing heavily as they attempt <laughs> to keep up on step mania? Yeah, I, I've heard tell. They are they are attempting to lose weight, and they are making great strides toward it. And, I mean, who doesn't want to play a, a user-created step mania, uh, dance dance revolution type game that, whereas dance dance revolution is a game that pretends that you're a human being step mania and the people on the internet have no such care for your your health and well-being <laughs> <laughs> i see the allure now I, exactly. I i wasn't quite so sure before but i see it now participate at your own peril pretty much well uh what else is new guys this is the part of the show where we talk about our lives oh my goodness it's been a while since you've been on the main show tony it, it is you start i mean well both of you it's been a while since we've seen you matt not since we started video certainly no yeah well, uh, for me personally, I've been busy in addition to, of course, all the stuff that I do for Nerdy Show in terms of artwork and the stream team and my day job and pretending to be married to somebody and having to deal with the home life and all that fun stuff. I've been doing a lot of art for a comic shop, longtime producer and friend of the network. Yeah. Uh, been do they've introduced a new series of events every Wednesday at a comic shop in Orlando, Florida. You are a they do what's called comics and crafts, where they promote a craft beer and a particular comic. And I have been doing the banner artwork for all of the stuff that's been going on there. And it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun kind of tweaking these comic book characters and showing what happens if they would get drunk. It's yeah, it's been some fun like it's kinda like a comic strip, really. Almost. It's it's single panel. It's my own version of the far side, it's the drunk side. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's the best place to see that? Facebook? Facebook, yeah. And I have started to post it on some of my my uh, social media feeds, so you can see me over at uh sketchlings.tumblr.com or however tumblr organizes its web address link to that on this episode's page hey that makes it even easier how about that yeah much easier so i do that and then i mean i've, I've just been keeping on keeping on you know having fun and it, it's it's all it's a comic shop's 10th year in business oh my goodness that's yeah. correct that is correct aaron is an old man <laughs> he is an old man and that is an old shop well he doesn't act it so that's i mean and i've been with him the whole time so it makes me feel plenty old too it's okay it's okay. You wear you wear it better than he does. <laughs> well, I'm not doing it day in day out, so because he's, he's an Aaron Hardland. It's a joke punning on his last name. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And enjoy what? it, handful of you people. Who, Shut up, Tony. Yep. <laughs> See, that just <laughs> reminds me even more. You know, if you know Tony personally, recently his wife posted a thing on his Facebook wall about oh, yes, the yes. link between puns and brain damage. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Yeah, that is that is something that the woman I've pledged my life to decided to share with the world that apparently I am a brain damaged individual because I like jokes with about with clever wordplay. So much infant head trauma. Such a shame. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. That did happen. 
Well, I mean, she didn't say that you necessarily had this disorder. Oh, really? There is a brain damage type situation where one would just spout out puns uncontrollably. I'm going to point out that she, that she, as she listed the article. If we were to ask our friends, you know, who do you know that's like this? It's not as though. I feel like like the first name that would come up would be yours. It's not as though when you guys make a bad joke and I am absent, you call it a Tony joke. I remember at the uh, the final Nerdapalooza, you were very proud to come over to me and show me a little gold sheriff's badge that you said that you won at a pun contest. <laughs> it was not Nerdapalooza, it was the Orlando Nerdfest. Okay, okay, and sure. And it was Pun Slingers, where I was apparently unanimously voted the winner of the evening, so I had my little Pun Slinger sheriff badge. So they gave you something to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. When you look at it like that. <laughs> That's not how I chose to look at it, but I suppose you're right. I can't argue that logic. Well, it's all in the eye of the beholder, is it not? <laughs> That's a D&D character. Not 20. Tony, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Matt? What you been up to? Uh, recovering from my crystal meth addiction. How's, how's that been going? It's been rough. I show, believe it. Show us hey, between your teeth. Your teeth look good. Yeah. Man, I gotta, gotta say. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like meth, not even once, the before and after, you actually look healthier now. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, actually, I've been getting over strep throat for the last week, so that's that's been fun. Um, so I, f- I feel like I sound, you know, really strange or underwater or something, but I, I might just be imagining that. Um, <laughs> you know, that whole deal of having the back of my throat full of pus and swelling, that was... <laughs> It sounds like a typical Tuesday for you, to oh, be honest. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's why we don't stream until Thursday after you've drained it. <laughs> Ugh. 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 Thanks. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> you, for you guys. More of the usual, trying to balance uh, jobs between being an undertaker and a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've recently, within the last month, tried my hand at internet dating. That sounds like quite the undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the room. You don't have to tell these jokes. I'm here. It's okay, guys. Hey, every home. time I can get out a pun faster than you, it's like I count. It's, it's, it's He's a got good, a running tally back there. Yeah. You can't see. I just count it. So in internet it. dating, it's something I've never done because I haven't had to just based on the timeline. It's so much more common now than it was when I was single like a million years ago. But what's it? I hear crazy stories all the time yeah i mean i'm I'm even og internet dating that's where me and my wife met in the legend of zelda chat room back in the late 90s which wasn't on purpose no it wasn't so i'm curious i'm curious what sort of tools of the trade does one such as yourself mr trench use <sighs> well i have taken a kind of misguided approach <laughs> because i did something that would have worked better for uh something like uh tinder where you don't really have a whole lot of time to, or I say you don't have, you don't get the opportunity to pick who you look at. It just tells you who you're going to look at. And then you'd make your decision based on that. But, uh, I tried to be funny in my own way. So, you know, I was talking with one of my female coworkers about, you know, what should my profile be about and what should I, you know, use for pictures and my name and all that kind of crap. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, confetti. I think you want to have lots of uh, shirtless pictures uh, <laughs> holding up dead fish that you, <laughs> you, that you presumably caught. Um, what, what are some other things? Uh, yeah, lots of sunglasses. Uh, Depending upon hats, the, the site. Uh, uh, they really want to see your car. That's really important. Preferably you, with you stepping, sitting next to it and looking cool. Yeah. 
which means big collars. It has to look really super staged. I like open shirt, loaves of bread, down the chest, and a pick that's kind of angled between your legs. So it's just various bread loafs. <laughs> this is a common thing, I've been told. <laughs> David Bowie with like pirate captain shirt and doves just coming out. I actually... It sounds more a little prince-like. <laughs> my, my current girlfriend I, I met on Tinder, so I, I've got a lot of recent experience with this. So the girl starter pack is having a picture at Machu Picchu. Okay. Uh, with lots of friends, especially if uh, you can't tell who is the main person is. Is this so you can't identify is? who the main person is? And right, maybe right, if they have right, a more right. attractive friend next to them, you think yeah, that's some, someone you're dating? Some of them like to have lots, like all their pictures be multiple people, and you're like, who the hell am I <laughs> looking at here? You start looking for like so a common figure, denominator. Yeah, yeah, you have to who is the one that's common between all but the they pictures. they always have a best friend that's in every single one, so you have to see. Like, know, if you can get it down to a 50-50, though, that's not that bad. Yeah. And then you know that, you know, if either of them is unattractive, you're like, yeah, I better swipe the other way. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your, what's your, so, you yeah, did my, something. Though. Yeah, mine was, I went with, you know, uh, my username is Matt Loves Cake. And my pictures of, of me eating cake. And all of my little <laughs> blurbs about me are related to cake in some way. Like, it, you know, what are your favorite books? I went on Amazon and grabbed like the three best selling like baking books and put those on there. So it's all baking and so confection. So you're the quirky gags. guy. Yeah. You went, you went for the quirky guy I, I went, Yeah. I went, that's what I went with. How's that been working out? <laughs> oh, God, it has failed miserably. <laughs> In that you're not getting enough, or you're just getting a whole lot of bakers? I'm getting nothing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, you would hope that he'd get a baker's dozen. Hey! I said that would, you see, that's what I call Shut a Shut up, Tony. So you think people are reading it as a joke profile? <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. And also, like I said, there's that opportunity to say like no where like it would have worked better on tinder where it's just like holy shit this is hilarious because it's just absurd and in my face wait wait which, which platform did you do this on uh, i went with okay cupid oh well see you know how in stocks in the stock market they say you have to diversify yeah you can't just hit up okay cupid well, yeah, because that place is a cesspool and it it's is. terrible and it's the same like 50 people that you're going to see on there for the next seven or eight years See, and i had planned on doing all of this on tinder however what happened is tinder updated their app and now it's no longer conv- uh, compatible with my version of android so i can't use tinder on my phone wait what yeah yeah this, i yeah. tried to download tinder onto my phone and it told See, me that it wasn't compatible you got with some my device. ancient android device yeah but, but this, no, this is an increasing is problem actually <laughs> like people will up will arbitrarily upgrade their apps so that they will only work on the newest os which is it's a huge problem. Like so, if you don't have it at all, you can never get it. They don't. They make sure that there's no opportunity for you to download an older version that's the peak version for your your tool. Even though the new version would work fine, they just don't want to get a, like a you know three star review because some feature didn't work quite right because the new OS. It's bullshit. Yeah, I understand it, but it's bullshit. In rent. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that that so is this a bad time to bring up the fact that I brought I got a new phone? Yay! Oh, what what phone did you get? Is a it... Moto X Pure. Oh, you're fancy. Yeah, you're fancy. Son. Look at you with your fancy phone and hell yeah, sure. fancy. Okay, so stream you... teams and talks to help you out there, Trench. We we got. Ha- you. Have I, you I'm... have you tried reaching out to people? Like, are you just sitting there with the cake pictures and you're just waiting for the 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 girls to come to oh, you? No, or no, you been I've... going out and been like, hey, want to eat some cake with me? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing I'm today? I've got a bucket of frosting over here. Let's let's smear it on. <laughs> not quite, not quite that weird, but you know, no, I've I've messaged yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit weird with it. If you're going to be the quirky guy, channel your inner Tony. 
Don't do that. No, the bad bad idea. You know, happily married over <laughs> hey, here. Hey, just hey, saying. Trent, Trent Only is, ever Trent dated one person over there. Excuse me, I might have dated more. You don't know. Okay. No, I'm just pretty sure was, that I do know many, because you've told many more? me. How many more, Tony? I was ten. <laughs> My wife and I have been together a very long time. Okay, Tony, think, do you feel I like judging said, that's going on I think what right he now. said is valid. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> Have you gotten any replies like no, at all? Like nothing. Like you, you've been shooting them out there. I've had some people just... like my profile, but that's about it. Okay. This is only so enforcing I, the fact that they think it's a joke, most likely. Most likely, yes. So I, I had already resolved that I was going to have to redo my profile before you know I came on tonight, but I decided I'd just leave it alone until then just so I could tell the story. Hmm. you should you should for sure um at the opportunity to upgrade your phone resurrect matt loves cake on tinder i think that's a good move i think so that's what tinder, I'm gonna i do. think would work well they'll be wary you may get a couple of cakes coming after you and i hear they're bad for your health especially in large doses yeah yeah okay it's all right fine leave the joke alone people at home are laughing i know some of you were laughing i have i have had people in the stream team defend my jokes ice i'm looking at you uh post here uh post this page and and at this time code on soundcloud if you laughed at tony's joke <laughs> thank you three people that... hashtag do to butter tony <laughs> I thought I was free. You know, this is why I haven't come. This is why it's been so long since the last time I was on an official episode. Come on, guys. No, we love you so much, Tony. Yeah, as much as doo doo butter. It's no. so delicious. <laughs> doo doo butter is. I just when I think doo doo butter, I think of apple butter, and I love apple butter. So I really hate doo doo though. So uh, wouldn't that trump apple, it? Apple butter kind of looks like doo doo though. Yeah, a little bit. It tastes so good. Hey, though. hey. Hey, can I tell my thing now? Yeah, please do. I'm going to go ahead and tell my thing. I haven't been up to too too much crazy stuff lately because you know it's just been crazy at work mm-hmm. and and uh, you know random life bullcrap. Yeah. But one thing that was kind of fun slash totally mean that I did was uh, we uh, my my girlfriend has this coworker that gets really nervous about when people's gas tanks get near E. Okay. (laughs) And so she likes to take a picture every time she gets close, like she gets the light to turn on Mm -hmm. and and text it to this coworker (laughs) and be like, you know, just to taunt her. And then she's like, no! (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, we met for dinner and she did this because her gas was low. And and then about I don't know I think ten minutes later she was like did you make it and I was like tell her no uh, <laughs> tell tell her that you're you're stuck somewhere and and so she went along with that and she was like oh yeah no I I broke down but my boyfriend's coming for me it's okay and oh. and she waited about like five more minutes or something <sighs> like that and uh, she she was like did he find you yet and she's like no I'm not one hundred percent sure where I am. <laughs> And then, and then I had, I was like, say that you saw the street, uh, you, you saw the street sign that said Paramore, <laughs> which is a super really, really sketchy area of, of Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then she was like, no, <laughs> and, and then she sounded like Mr. Bill. Is, does, your, does your girlfriend work with Mr. Bill? She just kind of responded like, oh my God, no, like you're not, you're not proving me wrong here. 
I, I don't. It was I, I it was text message. I'm interpreting. God, just let me tell my fucking story. Just keep going. Anyway, so all right, I told her that when uh, I, we were in a sketchy part of town, I pretty much took her phone by this point because you know I, I had way funnier things to say. <laughs> You couldn't let it be lost in interpretation. No, she, I mean, she was just laughing her butt off the whole time. And uh, so after I said Paramore, I was like, oh, wait, I think this man is going to help. Uh, oh, no. Be right back. And then <laughs> and then again, it was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we waited about mm, four minutes. And then she, she texted again. She was like, is everything okay? And I just wrote, who's this? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and apparently that was enough for her to freak out to the point where she was ready to call the cops. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you are mischievous. Over, over the course of this, only about 10 minutes had, had passed from the time like when we started to like... To fuck with her? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so like I started texting like as the kidnapper or whatever. <laughs> and then one of her other coworkers texted her and was like, Hey, are you okay? And she was like, yeah, we're just, you know, messing with this other girl. And, and she was like, she's ready to call the cops. So. <laughs> Is that so, when you took a so selfie we, with we each other? We left the restaurant. Yeah. Cause this was near the end of when, of when we were leaving, we left the restaurant and she picked up the phone and she started to call her just to like, be like, Oh, Hey, don't, don't call, like, don't call the, the cops or anything. I'm fine. And But here's where she made the mistake. Is she handed the phone to me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Why? And so I said, hey, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and she said something like, uh, like, who, who, who is this? And then I was like, oh, hey, we're just, we're just messing with you. It's, it's, everything's fine. And, and then she's like, that's not <laughs> and and I find out later uh, she got really really pissed. She she screamed that's not funny a few times and then hung up. And she wouldn't take any subsequent phone calls where my girlfriend tried to call and apologize. I wonder why. We found out later she actually did call nine one one. Oh Jesus! Oh, report, oh, which, God. in my own defense, I don't have any friends that are that gullible or sensitive. <laughs> So, that's, that's a pretty, that's, especially that's, especially since like you know the next day she was like oh i'm a lot i'm in a lot of shit this girl like is really pissed off and i was like <laughs> well maybe try to like get the point across to her that nobody gets kidnapped and then has their kidnapper start texting back within like a 10 minute span <laughs> somehow i don't think logic was going to win that argument no <laughs> I, I, it didn't it oh didn't my God. So still got a little bit mad but uh, <laughs> i think you know time is actually healing that wound slowly oh but, she'll think um, it she'll laugh about it later eventually that's what i hope in therapy that's that's, that's what i hope you know you know who, who who does say time is a healer and that wounds are all the same phil collins <laughs> oh <laughs> which is the segue because i i after the phil collins interview that i did that we shared a little bit of a few episodes ago i i did actually go down to see his first performance in six years um to miami which was uh, which was cool. I won't really say any more about it because that's um, I already wrote an article about that on Consequence of Sound. Another article I wrote for Consequence of Sound, which is more pertinent to Nerdy Show, is uh, a piece on Batman versus Superman. We uh, yeah. we did this kind of team up with uh, different folks from around Consequence of Sound, mm-hmm. uh, which is a music and film website, and um, 
sort of paired up the different Batman and Superman of the, of the respective ages mm-hmm. and uh, picked a singular winner for each of them. So Adam West versus George Reeve and Christopher Reeves versus Michael Keaton mm-hmm. and um, uh, and all the others. And mine mine was the next in line, which was uh, Kevin Conroy and Tim Daly from the animated universes. I was and I, I read the article. I was very pleased with your your breakdown of each voice actor's uh, gravitas and. Uh, their their approach to the role as a, as a voice actor aficionado and enthusiast <laughs> it it done did, it it tickled the cockles of my heart that's well I couldn't get a better endorsement than that because you are legitimately obsessed with that it's, and it's rightly a so it's, it's a, a passion it's a it's a good I thing. just want to know did Batman win any of them and and how did Batman win any of them and how yeah Batman won all of them except George Reeve oh won come them. on. Superman. Well, I don't. I don't buy any of the. There's, no, no, there's it, not it, very no, many no, no, scenarios. No, 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 no. Well, it's not. It was not about. It was not about physical oh, strength. It wasn't it was, about a fight. It wasn't an no. actual fight. It was. Okay. It was. I, I'll accept that then. It was performance. It was completely a graded performance. Okay. Okay. And well, and for mine, I, I've argued with quite a few Batman fans, and they they always say that Batman has some sort of a MacGuffin where he always wins. And I'm like, maybe if he like, you know. Sneak surprised him with a like a plan or something, but if Superman sees it coming, I just don't. Outside of like some clever contrivances to a story for just a cool scene or two, the reality is anyone with Superman's power set, if he wanted to, could absolutely decimate Batman with no resistance whatsoever. Yeah, my my because I've engaged in a number of these you know X versus Y superhero discussions over the years, and I have come to the answer I use in all of them because it's the truest answer I've ever come across. Depends on who's writing the story. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Batman versus Superman. If Grant Morrison's writing it, Batman's winning all day. If, uh, what's his name? Mark Wade. There we go. If Mark Wade is writing the Superman story, Superman wins all day. Just, that's all it boils down to. Mm. Sorry, kids. There's, there's, no Santa, there's no Santa Claus. Uh, but it was a very good article. And, and we'll link to it on this episode's page. Should definitely, the, I will say this. The person in charge of the, the Routh versus, uh, Christian Bale segment, yeah, seemed a little harsh on Brandon Routh, just just a little bit. Definitely not a fan of Brandon Routh, yeah. Not, I, so, and it's been a long time since I've seen a Superman Returns, so honestly, I don't have a defense. Having watched it and kind of internalized a lot of it because it, it captured that hopes and dreams aspect of Superman that I'm a big fan of. Routh's performance, while not as nuanced, say as Christian Bale did what it was supposed to do, which was capture the feeling and the essence of Christopher Reeve. He really nailed that sense of just mild-mannered Clark Kent, and he didn't really have enough time as Superman to Mm. flex his muscles in that role. Uh, Now, I'm sure everybody's going to be wondering what our take is on the forthcoming film, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. And uh, I'm I'm happy to tell you that... um, I will find out what it's like and share my opinion with you without spending a dollar. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we got some press passes to check it out. So Doug and I are going to be seeing the film and we're going to be doing, hopefully, a video for you guys that will be online shortly or out already, depending on the when you line. listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> One way or the other, you guys will know Cap and Doug's opinion on what could be the biggest clusterfuck of 2016. I sh- certainly anticipate it. Man of Steel was one of the, the, my least favorite films I've seen in a long time, which is why I was determined to somehow not spend money seeing this film while acquiring opinion, because I'm pretty sure people are going to want or two cents <laughs> on this thing. Um, you know, it might be one of those, though, that Zack Snyder with, an, on- with a, an ensemble as opposed to a singular focus character might do well. Who knows? I have liked films he's made. So, but 
I have maybe not all liked of the them, words that come out of his mouth lately. Maybe <laughs> all of them will suddenly spout feathers, and it'll be the Guardians of Gahul. Oh. So when I went to what was it, Avengers Two, the uh, the trailer for Batman Superman, like people were breaking out into cheers and applause in the theater. I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you dumb like, bastards! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, I want to puke all over all of you. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> you didn't have strep then. It would have been more difficult for you. <laughs> well, some people just cheer if that's the thing they're familiar with. I recognize those symbols Yay! on screen! <laughs> and I wish I was joking. <laughs> I really do. And I don't know when it's coming out, but um, Aaron and I actually sat in on a, a short documentary that uh, Consequence of Sound is assembling, uh, a video documentary, mm-hmm. on... Um, why Superman aren't why people aren't into Superman anymore? Um, and we've Mark Wade is also in this uh, this documentary. With that us. is synergy right there. That That's is why synergy. I dropped his name. Yeah, well, I, I had mean, no idea it was coming. Mark but. Wade has some deep feelings about uh, about Superman. I don't recall if he talked about that in either of the times we interviewed him on the show, but he didn't. But his article he he wrote a speaking of Man of Steel. He wrote a response to Man of Steel right after it came out, and his feelings on the film kind of echo my own in terms of just mm. how it was. Ultimately joyless. Yeah. Ultimately joyless, and that there a few key scenes could have saved that film. Just a few more, kind of pounding home who Superman is. Because as a as a film, it's not terrible. It's well executed. The action is is fun, but there are just it it feels despondent. But this isn't a discussion about Man of Steel. No. Let's let's start discussing something that uh, you two stream teamers here. Are all about. Yeah, we are. We are uniquely qualified to discuss it, and we're going to start with a a olive branch that has suddenly dropped from the heavens because something well, that his it being video games, it being video games. <laughs> I was getting there. I see. Way to make us sound like we're way more important than we actually are. This is what <laughs> we do, sir. <laughs> Otherwise, the stream team is nothing. But uh, recently, and the story's been kind of all over the interwebs. Microsoft, because they've been pushing forward this whole cross-platform play between Windows 10, they're going for a a unified platform with Windows 10 and Xbox One so that people who get a game on Xbox One, and in fact, uh, Cap, you have even seen this a little bit with Quantum Break, Mm. where if you buy it on Xbox One, you also get it on PC. Yeah. They, in a press conference, said that they were also open to the idea of cross-platform play across all platforms. So for the first time, PS4 would be able to play against Xbox One. Which would be crazy. (laughs) All platforms with, you know, an an asterisk, because, you know, Nintendo's not going to play ball on that one. Nobody cares. <laughs> PS4 already has crossovers with PC. Every with PC. Now and well, then too. you've had that in the past. They've had a couple of things where, like, a console will play with PC. Xbox 360 did it with Shadowrun way back in the day, and PS4 does it in particular with games like Rocket League, Rocket League, and the Final Fantasy online games where there's right. been cross-platform there. But in Rocket League, it's funny we mentioned that because that is one of the first games, one of the first developers that has gotten on board with this idea of playing between PS4 and Xbox One. And Sony's open to it, too. Ultimately, it's going to come down to what developers are into it and if they can work out the networking code. But it could mean an end to one critical aspect of the console war. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which has always been who what game what system do my friends have so that I can play with them? Because cross-platform games, it doesn't really matter. I, I know the three of us have been playing a fair amount of the division, and it always comes down to this question of uh, who am I going to play with? Am I going, you know, do my friends have a PS4? Do they have an Xbox One? Who, how am I going to play with who? And if that's no longer part of the equation, you just 
pick the system you want and roll with it. At that point, it just comes down to the the console exclusive titles, really. Mm -hmm. So it's and even those, you're not getting a whole lot of those anymore. It's it's potentially the breaking of a new dawn in multiplayer gaming. It's pretty nifty. Yeah, I actually I don't know what this development means for video games, you know, at large. Mm-hmm. So, as a member of the PC Master Race, yeah, I don't just, really care what the unwashed console masses. You have a PS4. Have. You, you so, have, you have a PS4. What's your point? Just saying, you are no longer you are tainted, sir. I'm a little bit unclean. Tainted. <laughs> I am a little bit unclean. You, you have let that. I, I am a little bit ashamed of having a PS4. You have let that heathen machine into your house. I'm a little bit ashamed that I kind of like it too. You do enjoy <laughs> it for some things. No, you and I have played Destiny together, and you enjoy it thoroughly, sir. I have heard the squeals <laughs> of glee. No, you have not. I, I have so. Have you ever heard me be gleeful about anything? It was a there's, weird. There's holes in your argument here. I was shocked. I was shocked to hear it because it is something that is traditionally out of character for you, and yet there it was. I I think that you're full of it. Yeah, I could be. I'm not on the you. This is my first time expounding this, so it's my word against yours, sir. And who who do you think everybody believes? The guy who draws <laughs> awesome shirts. The joyless like man that sits before you, or the goofy one that spouts out puns over there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my money's on the Punisher. <sighs> da, 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 da. Oh boy! All right, well, well so so to deal with. <laughs> it is it is something that. I mean, the long-term implications of it are difficult to say at this point because really nothing's is. really nothing's been set in stone. We don't know how broad it's going to get. I don't know if this is going to be like modern warfare being able they to play might, against they, each other. I don't other. even think they've really started talking about it formally. Well, like I said, each company has said, Microsoft. It was in a official press release that they said they were able to do it. Sony responded in an equally official capacity. Nothing's been said that they're going to do it, and I don't know if it's going to affect AAA titles or if it's just going to be. Have they said relegated. anything other than we're open to talking? Yeah, that's we're at the point where they're like, yeah, we we could do that. Maybe let's talk about it. The uh, the only other thing they've said than that is that it's going to boil down to the developers. That you know they will talk, they will work with developers in order to do it. Which is why I'm saying it could be AAA, it could be relegated to indie stuff like Rocket League or. If there was another game like Castle Crash or something like that, where multiplayer is Bro available. Force. Bro Force. So, it's it's hard to say, but the potential within the story and what it develops into is really intriguing. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned The Division. I did. You guys have been playing The Division. I have played it some. You've played it more than me. Trench has played it more than both of us. Yeah. Probably combined at this point because I had strep throat. Well, I have strep throat and couldn't do anything for last week. So you comforted yourself in the arms of a dystopian New York that is full of sick Full people. of disease and plague, yes. <laughs> it was oddly fitting. And I keep, like, I've wanted to kind of not, like, pick on Destiny while playing Division. <laughs> but it's so hard. <laughs> Because playing the division is just like I see everything that was wrong with Destiny and how Division is doing it right, and it's just like Destiny, you were fun, but you were really only fun because of the people I was playing you with. And Division, I've played almost entirely by myself. I've played maybe an hour at most with Tony, and <laughs> hour and a half. We did three half hour sessions. Thank yeah. you. Before you completely outstripped me in level. <laughs> See, that's how it kind of was when we were playing Destiny, and you had like three days off to just do nothing but play Destiny. Yeah, that did happen. 
So how does and we it streamed it? a lot of it? Felt good. I haven't gotten too far into the game, but does at some point do you do you stop killing things other than just minorities and hoodies? <laughs> <laughs> um, you eventually work up to sanitation workers and firefighters. Oh, good. That have you know decided the only way to survive the apocalypse is to just burn out the infection, to oh. cleanse it all. Is that is that really what's up in that game? I mean, I played a little bit of it enough to like get the feel for the play style to know how fun just the the act of playing it is, but not to know the. The story, the adversaries—they are—they are not specifically minorities. They are, in fact, entirely clothed from head to foot, so you can't you've tell got, what race they are. You've got like five main groups. You've got the guys that are just basically street thugs, the rioters. You've got the guys that are escaped convicts from Rikers Island, Rikers, are, the Rikers. You've got the guys that are, you know, the blue collar working men that have lost, you know, people close to them. And they've the only way to deal with the situation is, like I said, to just burn out the infection, the cleaners. And then you've got a private military company that have kind of taken their liberties with what's going on and just run with the situation. Are there mutants or anything later on or anything? They, there aren't currently, there's no. something like what? there. There's something about the DLC coming out later this year, like late summer. I mean, if they threw mutants into a Tom Clancy game, I would be shocked. Like, well, funny you should mention that because there is on a dumpster in the game a pizza box with a katana on top of it. Nice, nice. Me likey. I don't know. Like the things that I miss about destiny that aren't in the division are a first person perspective. I'm, I don't really dig the third person thing. It kind of irritates me a lot. Okay. Especially since I've been playing it on computer and you know, I've got a keyboard and a mouse. I play with a controller. It's so much better with a controller. No, that's not going to happen. Anyway, (laughs) the other thing is aliens and spaceships. I miss that. You miss the intergalactic. I'm not really into the whole, I, I didn't think I would even play the division, but I got it gifted to me. Yeah. That's the only reason why, same way that I gifted I, you. I touched it. Same way that I gifted you Undertale. Yeah, people just give me games now, apparently. <laughs> hey, it's not a bad racket to be in. Just saying. Lucky bloody you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, in playing the game for the limited time that I did, I, I, I had a demo of it at uh, North Carolina Comic Con and then uh, was over at Brandon's house. And it sounds like, uh, Trench, you and Brandon are on the same page about Division and the playability and the Destiny comparisons and how far it trumps Destiny yeah. and all that. Um, I offer my voice of dissent. Wait, how is it better than Destiny? I mean, like I said, I haven't played it a ton, but I know that shooting somebody in the head with a high-powered rifle necessarily is not going to do anything, even if all they got it on is a hoodie. (laughs) I know that, so it's not totally realistic. Well, just like the things that are standing out to me is like the story of it, just how smooth playing it feels like. And just the world itself, the, it feels like it's alive and, you know, that things are going on. You're not walking into a, a big open field and all the, these, you know, 10 guys just standing there looking at you. I don't know if it's just because I didn't get into these dark zones that everybody's been talking about yet, but I felt really alone on the streets. And then I go into the safe house and then there's just a bunch of idiots jumping around. Jumping well, jacks? Yeah, basically. It's the best. No, that is that is how you... And you applause the jumping jacks. It's very important. No, it's important. That is... At the end of every mission, you have to do jumping jacks. That is that is required by the game. Otherwise, it doesn't count as complete. Lies. Anyway, continue. So that is one of the things that I actually have noticed, is that they have... Uh, Ubisoft has done where the world itself is... You're the only one in it unless you've partied up with somebody prior to... Ugh. 
Whereas Destiny, you could be out just on the map and, you know, there'd be 20 other people running around. I did do one mission where I was in a party with somebody and I went back to town and I had to like, I don't know, sell stuff and upgrade Mm -hmm. things and, and, and whatever. And I was inside my own little, whatever that place is that you upgrade. The base of operations. Sure. No, that's what they call it. Yeah, that place. I was in that (laughs) and I was selling to some sort of a vendor and then the guy like dropped party and then it was like. All right, now you're kicked out of here, and like I was right in the middle of something, and it just kicked well, me out. That's 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 terrible. Yeah, it teleports me out of my base or whatever, and is yeah, I, probably because you were on his server. I mean, there are elements of it that. <sighs> well, the same thing would happen to you in Destiny in some occasions. Would it? Yeah, if the party leader leaves a mission, kicks you back to orbit. Well, sure, but then you're in a mission. But would it do that if I was like in town? No, not if you were in the tower, because the tower was its the tower's own. a communal server type deal. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, anyway, it, 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 in the core in the core playstyle, and granted, I hardly touch Destiny, but um, it I was fascinated by how it's a really simple system. It doesn't look like much, but it's so tight, and the cover system and everything about it. It samples from many different sources, but this variation on this third person uh, combat cover mm-hmm. system, everything about it is so tight, is so fully realized that I'm like. If you just want to tell a story in a third-person combat thing, just borrow the system. Everyone should replicate the system. It's so good that if that everyone should just use something exactly like this to tell you know to tell your story or scenario or whatever. Absolutely, and I will I will absolutely agree with you on that. I disagree with Trench in terms of how I I don't see the division as being better than Destiny so much as it is to the side of it. What Destiny I feel had a better sensation of is just the tightness of gameplay. It fe- Destiny, to me, feels better, because it's got one of the tightest control schemes that's ever been put to a first-person shooter. For me, it's easier in sort of like a leveling-up MMO type of a situation to suspend my disbelief, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, when I'm shooting at an alien with power armor on and not killing it instantly if I shoot it in the head. Yeah. Now, if I'm doing that to a human... It is a little bit... Uh, it like, takes you out of the moment a little bit. Yeah, I get really like, why this is dumb. Especially when other Tom Clancy games are so adherent to reality. Right, and that, yeah, and I shot a sticky bomb at some guy's, like, chest, and he had, like, no armor on. Like, he was level okay. one something, and a third of his health got cut off or whatever, and I'm like... I will say, once you get to a high enough level when that does kill them in one hit, far more satisfying. But... I guess, but... Destiny... I don't know. If it's going to be realistic, I want it to be realistic. If it's going to be a little bit crazy... I'm okay with more things being it's like... A, it's a simple request. Yeah. If, if one guy with lower health is not enough of a problem, then just add multiple guys with lower health. Right. And uh, But to, to say this, Destiny's world did feel barren. Destiny's world did feel empty. You'd see other players occasionally, but there was no sense of what the world was, really, before you got there. The presentation of this world in Destiny and what you see, the kind of uh, incidental NPCs you run into around the city and the city itself feels like new york in disarray it feels it's beautiful definitely it's beautiful I mean, and to see like people squabbling over resources or i ran into there are dogs and rats just running rampant throughout the city and i ran into a situation today where there was a dog that had cornered two pedestrians and they were it was a completely incidental occurrence and it felt like something that you might see that there's a wild dog and these two people are scared of it then I rolled up and everybody ran away from me because apparently I'm the most terrifying thing there. <laughs> I might have told a joke on my way over, which might have been why they ran away. I can't Oh, crap. Tell. He's got one of those orange thingies on his backpack. We better run. Pretty much. But, I mean, I there's a... a lot of cosplay with little orange glowing <laughs> things on. 
And I, I will say, I do have one joy, and it's the weirdest joy. I, I never thought I would enjoy doing this in a video game, but one of the you can do a lot of cosmetic customization of your character. And for some reason, I love making this person in Manhattan who is saving the day and murdering people by the thousands into as much of a hipster as I can. So every character I have the opportunity, I have them wear skinny jeans. Just because, just because I can. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> I'm embarrassing the enemy. Because some dude, some hipster with a hipster beard and, and skinny jeans is rolling up and just murdering him and all of his friends. And the one survivor that I leave to go back and tell this story is going to have to sit there and say, he looked like he walked out of a Whole Foods. I don't understand. I played as a middle-aged Asian woman. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I would have been surprised if you... Because <laughs> that's worse. <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Why don't you explain what you mean by that? <laughs> what do you think I meant by that? I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're an entirely listener-supported podcast, so if the uh, the the <laughs> vaguely racist statements of uh, of our community manager Trench isn't enough to deter you from this point on, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what you meant by that at all. I, it's, it was, I'm sure it was fine. He's, he, he's, a, he's not a racist man. He's a very kind man. I don't think anybody was going to think anything of it. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Go ahead, shine a spotlight on an otherwise in. It's really warm in here. Not a racist, okay? <laughs> Who even said that anyway? <laughs> we're, we're entirely listeners supported. We rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerd Show Network alive. Um, there's many ways you can do this. You can tell a friend, spread the word, make sure other people listen to the show. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdyshow, where we have all kinds of perks available, all kinds of extra content. And um, and if you do that, well, one of those extra content things is at $10 and up, you get a monthly shout-out where we'll say whatever you want. In fact, there's a lot of $10 patrons there. Maybe maybe this is a feature you don't particularly care about, so you don't use it. But there's a lot of folks who aren't using it. So if you'd like to use it, all you got to do is shoot us a message. Shoot us a message on Patreon or send us an email at info at nerdyshow.com. You can do this. And we, we will say anything and everything you want. Especially we, negative shout-outs. We, we need more of those. We do have one. Chief of Stuff, he's back. He was off Patreon for a while. He's back on Patreon. This is the guy who, who demanded to know about Derpy Show. Oh, he's back. He's back. Apparently, you, your explanation enticed him back to the network. Oh. And he might have realized that you are, you are turning Nerdy Show into Derpy Show. He also got a job. Oh. <laughs> That's where you're the community manager. You know these things. <laughs> he just community managed you. That, that happens. That happens. There's a reason Trench got top billing back when we were Trench and Tony. <laughs> He's, here's here's his shout out for the month, and I'm I'm honestly I'm not sure why uh, this is this is happening. Feel, feel free to let me know, chief of stuff, chief chief of stuff. Um, he says I would like Cap to say, Toby McGuire was a good Peter Parker, but a poor Spider Man, which is a statement I completely agree with. Absolutely, so, I, admittedly, I kind of hated him as both characters. Yeah, I'm not really like it could be he could have been a much better Peter Parker. He, could, he was really good in the first like 15 minutes of the first Spider Man film. I liked him in the first two movies and not so much in the third one. Nobody liked him in the third one. The third one was just terrible. When when this when Spider when Sam Raimi's Spider Man first started, my my bid for Peter Parker was hands down the dude who played Xander and Buffy. Should have been him. Nicholas Brendan would have been pretty good. Would have been amazing. Hmm. He fits he fits the genre me to Spidey, that kind of like bigger, broader, barrel chested guy, whereas I think Toby did hit that more like anorexic type. Yeah, was that it was even popular. him in the Spider Man suit though? <laughs> like Maybe not when the mask was on. 
It's tricky to say. Yeah, that's why these why that's why these superheroes wear masks so that they can have stunt people wear, wear it and not have to pay this actor to be there all the time. But hey, Toby, uh, Chief of Stuff, Toby Maguire was a good Peter Parker, but a poor Spider Man. I can Whee! I can agree to that. <laughs> the confetti is still useful, still good. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's another way you can help Nerdy Show. It's super easy. We've been promoting it for a while now. We're going to keep slamming it down because it is easy and it does help us a ton. If you can rate and review us on iTunes, that would be incredible. So uh, we have a page dedicated to that, nerdyshow.com slash spread the word. And it has all the instructions on how to do that, how it works, why it works, and links to all of our separate feeds for all the programming on the network. And you can go on there, and if you want to, this is the easiest thing you can do, you can just go on and give five-star ratings to all of our 18 programs and our Nerdy FM app. Just go on there, boop. Boop, five stars, five stars, five stars. That's that's all it takes. Or, if you want, you can leave us a review, which is even better. It doesn't have to be fancy. It could be super short. It could just be like, A++, I like it. A++ would buy again. It'll, you know, whatever you want. Especially since you didn't pay anything for it. Of course you'd buy it again. Fast it's shipping. free entertainment. <laughs> Good communication. <laughs> you can just go on there and just do something simple. It still counts. It's still good. And, you know, while that's not super useful, it's also a little bit useful. So, sure, why not? Why not? Um, and if you do that, we will read our favorites here on the show. And uh, we In each, fact. Yeah, in, in fact, we have some. And I'm going to kick it off here because... Uh, Nerdy Show's own producer, Isabiz, he let us uh, in on a little bit of information here, which is that the iTunes stores, in spite of the fact that we ta- we make a podcast, we slide out to iTunes, and it's immediately distributed all over the globe, uh-huh. the rating and reviewing for podcasts is completely different on every single international... They region-locked this they, shit? Yeah, they did. God damn it. So, whereas we have, like, 70-something... Um, a 70-something rating for the whole network, and a 20-something rating, come on, only 20-something rating for, for just this show specifically? It's, really, it's so us in America, we don't have to read all of that Icelandic stuff. That's fair, and Ice has made moves on my wife, so it's okay. <laughs> what? Long story. They have, they have a history. We he, do. He cusses him out all the time, which I think is really inappropriate. Fuck because, you, Ice. That's really inappropriate. <laughs> you, he, he's a producer of the show. You can't do that. He he's a fan who gives us money on the regular. Don't 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 cuss him out, man. You haven't been there for some of the shit that's happened, Cap. I haven't. I admittedly I have no idea <laughs> what has led to this animosity. But I, and and from the outside looking in, I can understand that yes, it is it, it, it is worse than it appears. <laughs> but Ice is totally on board with this. Okay, all right, all right. Trench is my witness. Anyway, so so here's the deal. Um, Rating and reviewing, it, it, even in Canada, even Canada is separate from the United States. As it should be. <laughs> so America's if, hat. If you post something to uh, those respective countries that you live in. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. iTunes Store, we probably won't see it, so you should let us know that you've done that. Um, just send us a message at info at nerdyshow.com be like, hey, I left a, uh, a review, I'd like to have it around the show, just go to this country's iTunes Store. No problem. We'll hey, we've, right got, we've got patrons up in Canada, right? We do. Yeah. At least two of them. One of these months, I, I have a request. One of the patrons, if they could, instead of paying with dollars, if you could just send some, some maple syrup as your payment, that'd be great. Did you or know both. that that's happened? It has? Yeah. Why have I not gotten my cut of it? Uh, <laughs> Mauron, longtime backer, was, uh, probably still does, working number one song. Longtime backer, first time syruper. <laughs> he works at a maple syrup farm because he's Canadian, goddammit. And and he sent syrup to the D and D crew. Canadian lumberjack. Yeah. So one episode of D and D, we ate waffles with uh, the syrup that is made at, um, I believe it's called Love Sweetness Farm in Canada. You can look them up online. It was exquisite, Are, and you should totally do, do. They jerk off the trees to get the syrup. Whoa, well, more or less. Hey, whoa, what? What did you want to do? Well, actually, sh- Tony, sh- here's why Tony. you should feel bad about that. It's a it's a nice family whose last name is Love and their their syrups called Love Sweetness and isn't that wholesome and shouldn't you show them a little bit of goddamn respect? <laughs> Maybe I should. It doesn't mean I'm take you anywhere. <laughs> Anyhow, um, tell a lot of conversations with Tony. Finish. Anyhow, Isabiz, who is literally from Iceland, uh, had this to say on the Nerdy Show feed in Iceland. If you're looking for a great time, go somewhere else. <laughs> because if you stay here, you're about to have a great time. Okay. You pulled that one back, he guys. Did. He did. I see what he did. <laughs> Listen as Florida man children speak way too passionately about all things nerdy. You can always count on Nerdy Show to talk about the big stuff that's going on in, the nerd, in nerd culture, while at the same time, they have a natural-born talent to find all the small, wonderful things you always hear about six, month later, six months later when all your cool friends are tired of it already. If you're looking for a bunch of nerds to keep you on point when it comes to all things nerdy, you can't do better. The Nerdy Show. Aww. Thank you, Ice. I, I so retract kind some of, of the fuck you. Not much of it, but a little bit. I'm neither a man nor a children, but I am a Floridian, <laughs> so I'll take it. I, I was going to say, I've just kind of, you know, reached the conclusion to just let it go and that I am a man-child. <laughs> I can, I've just given up Put on Put that on adult. your internet dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> that will work out. Trust me. Uh now, uh, man, child <laughs> seeks frosting for cake. <laughs> <laughs> what do, What do you got there, Trench? What do I got? Okay, so to our UK 
feed, I've got a Fantastic Geek Culture podcast by Starwall. Have been listening to these for years and haven't found anything else in a geek culture wheelhouse which compares quality-wise. They're just amazing. And then he also posted to our Call of Cthulhu feed, um, and I just wanted, I figured it was one, a good review, and two, if you haven't listened to our RPG miniseries, the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, you totally should. Go to nerdyshow.com slash Cthulhu. It's my favorite thing we've ever done. All right, and here's what he had to say there. I really recommend things to the world at large, but goodness me, if you're looking for an incredibly well-put-together, hilarious podcast, you should check out the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. The Nerdy Show crew really put out all the stops on this one, having turned a marathon tabletop role-playing session into an incredibly well-produced Lovecraftian radio drama. Ten thumbs up. That sounds suitably Lovecraftian. (laughs) Euclidean geometry. (laughs) Thanks, Starwall. Um... And now, uh, who has who has come for the geekery, stay for the new family? That would be me. Well, you know what to do, man. This is posted to the Nerdy Show feed for just this show specifically, because we oh also my. have the network-wide feed. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm going to turn to the camera. Am I looking at the camera, boy? Kind of looking at the this camera. This is your camera here. All right. Yeah, All right. look at the camera. and that then camera. Yeah, that. I got you. No, I'm with Do you it. know how cameras work? No, but okay. I'm learning. I'm a quick right. I'm It's a, a complicated process. We'll explain it to you later. Posted but, to the Nerdy Show feed. Come for the geekery. Stay for the new family. By... Family? Yes, for, by Nebulius. I've been an avid listener of the show for six years. Never have I come across a podcast with this level of genuine heart. The Nerdy, the nerdy Show crew spell their souls... The Dirty into, Show crew. That would be the one. Oh, yeah. ...into providing engaging and well-researched we content. We spell our souls? That was probably a typo on my part, because as I've said before, I have to use Siri to transcribe this, because iTunes won't let me copy pasta. So It that's could the, be spill. It could be spill, or it could be spill. sell their souls. Uh, Either way, <laughs> he's right. I'm all about selling. I know. Let's see here. ba 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 once they settle into a topic, you feel like you're at the pub with some good friends who just got started on their favorite subject. And man, these guys are true nerds, and they really celebrate the things they love. Like reviews like this one. <laughs> Where most settle for the reference or road excitement, the Nerdy Show enthusiastically delves into the why and how of things. What makes the work engaging? How this new development may change the franchise? The main host, Cap, is an incredible interviewer who has had fascinating conversations with all kinds of folks from DC Comics writer Gail Simone to Skyrim composer Jeremy Soule. Hey, I was on that one. (laughs) To the legendary Weird Al. None of us were on that one, and we are all very jealous of you, Cap. Sorry. You say that one, but it was actually several ones. (laughs) And again, I'm sorry. He, he, he knows no, how to build jealousy in the rest of his crew as he flaunts his weird owl knowledge. That didn't write any of that. Uh, <laughs> he knows how to build a genuine rapport that reveals all kinds of amazing facts and stories. If my review doesn't move you to check this program out, then please go against your gut and give the show a chance. I don't think you'll regret it. Stirring endorsement. Despite the <laughs> I small, mean, I love it, it, but we'll come despite, back for more anyway. Despite a small viewership and a modest Patreon income, these folks obviously throw an insane amount of time into this true labor of love keeping it real yeah uh nebulius thank you so much for the kind words about the show in general and about me that was awesome thank you very much it was it was um, a feather in you cap <laughs> thanks uh and he actually he did he reviewed quite a number of shows and so i also wanted to share a short one from the nerdy show network feed okay which uh which rob is gonna read who you Bor is gonna read oh yeah i'll do that uh, yeah, it's by that same nebulous guy. Wonderful content with a lot of heart. 
Over the years, the Nerdy Show Network has built up an impressive variety of shows, discussion, tabletops, music, interviews. It's got something for everyone who has geeky inclination. You'll be amazed how informed and entertained you've become on such a wide swath of pop culture. Hit that subscribe button and lower your thirsty mouth, this crazy fire hose of nerddom. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of thirsty mouth, how's that soda treating you? It's 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 good. I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, Bohr discovered that uh, weirdly, the name brand Seven Eleven sodas are actually Jones sodas. Which ma- is that makes no goddamn sense. A weird to development, me, but I'm okay with it. it now there's there's an right now for the next month or so, we have an added perk to you guys reviewing us on iTunes, and that is we will send you our we, our the best ones that we get. We will send you a comic bento box. That's Woo! that's. <laughs> Always with the confetti. Well done, Tony. I got it. I'm I'm on point. Yeah. Where, where are those? I want to I want to hold one up. Where are they at? Oh, they're over here. Oh, well, you hold one up. A comic bento box, and it's a box that is full of comics, and it's like one of those those mail away box programs, but just for graphic novels. And it's pretty awesome. In the last episode, we uh, we did with well with the video content anyway. We um we opened up one of them. And we have four to give away, and the stuff that's inside was really cool. And we actually don't know if that stuff is uniformly inside all of these boxes we were sent by Comic Bento. Might be a surprise. For this giveaway. Might be a surprise. But here's what we got in the box we opened. The theme of it was, like, uh, espionage and spies and stuff. So we got this indie book, The Coldest City. We got uh, Garth Ennis's run on The Shadow. Oh, that's sexy. We got uh, Unity, Matt Kent, Valiant, very good. and. Sexy. uh this uh, James Bond-looking book called Hit List. Very nice. Which is probably sexy because Zenoscope put it out. Oh, that's most likely. Let me see. Anyhow, so that's going on right now. If you go to nerdyshow.com slash bento giveaway, we have all the details. But the only way that we will send you a thing is if you're able to contact us so we have a contact for you. Because that's not really not how iTunes works. So if you, if you post... If you've posted a review, any time this year, 2016, all you have to do is shoot us an email, and uh, you'll be entered into this contest, and you could win a big heaping pile of comic books. U.S. entries only, please. I, I want to I point out that Shipping uh, is too expensive. if you're listening to this and you're in the United States, you are qualified for this. You have really good odds. Right now, they are un. Yeah, you will be unchallenged. Really, really good odds. So it's free comics, guys. If you're at all interested in these free things that we will send you, for and no- can confirm, hit list sexy in the first five pages. Yeah. Not only is there a shower scene, there is also a frame dedicated to a woman's ass. So there you go. Typical Zenoscope, but hey, there's probably some classier stuff in that box too. In fact, I can guarantee it. Oh, absolutely. You just <laughs> mentioned the Garth Ennis uh, yeah. shadow, so. Yeah. Who knows what evil lurks in Point the hearts being, of men? <laughs> take take a few minutes and enter. You've got really good, really good odds. It's a, it's not like one of those things where you enter a contest and you're one out of fifty thousand. Yeah. So nerdyshow.com, nerdyshow.com slash bento giveaway. That's where all the details are, so you know what information we need from you and where to send that information. And we hope you do it. And thank you in advance. Now, of course, there's other ways you can support the show, and I'll be real quick about this so we can get on to our discussions, but you may have noticed, if you're watching the video component of this episode, that Tony and I are wearing some very lovely shirts. Why, these come from the Nerdy Show store at nerdyshow.com slash store, and we have an entire t-shirt store on Amazon where we've done these things. We have this Nerdy Show logo here, and Tony is wearing this amazing mashup shirt of Pikachu and the Mighty Thor, a.k.a. Pikathor. It is one of the long, this is in fact one of the first images I ever did for Nerdy Show. It's been a long time coming to a t-shirt, and man, it feels good on the skin. 
We got all kinds of merchandise to sell you, so head to nerdyshow.com slash store and explore those options, including shirts for Dungeons and Doritos, shirts for Friday Night Fan Fiction, and uh, lots of role-playing things for Ghostbusters. I'm a big fan of my shirt. Which uh, we didn't produce, so no. don't buy it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> your shirt, Trench. Why are you even wearing that? Take it off. <laughs> but it says keep calm and cast fireball. That's why. That's a, that's a, it says keep calm shirts go. It's a pretty good keep calm shirt. So I prefer to roll roll but, a charisma or a bluff check. But if you're going to buy any tabletop shirts, go to our store and buy a Dungeons and Doritos shirt. You could, you could declare that you're a chair. Just saying. I am a chair. I'm, I'm more of a fan of Eldritch Blast anyway. Which we also have a shirt for that. So they Well, go. actually, the Jennifer shirt says don't do drugs. <laughs> but hey. You know what? That's his version of an Eldritch Blast. because And it is he, our best-selling D&D shirt. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Uh, Though, admittedly, they haven't sold many. So buy a shirt! Um, keep it as the best-selling. Just increase that margin, <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah. And, of course... We have, like I said, we have a store on Amazon. If you buy anything on Amazon via our Amazon links, it supports Nerdy Show. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Let's move on. Nerdyshow.com slash Amazon. Um, <laughs> hey, Boar. Man. Hi. We've been talking about VR and augmented reality a lot lately. We have. Like a lot. But there's something... That's mostly my fault. Yeah. But, but and it's going to be your fault again because oh something interesting and weird uh, has happened recently in the realm of Magic Leap, one of the most promising augmented reality developers. Yeah, they've been, uh, if you're not familiar with Magic Leap, it's an, a new, well, it's going to be an augmented reality goggle type of situation, and they are gearing this particular type of augmented reality to be one that you wear all the time, so it can enhance your life like beyond just playing games or surfing the internet. A Google Glass type thing. Uh, Only less douchey. Kind of, except for more augmented reality and, and less like heads-up display -y. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So imposing f fictional objects into the real world, into exactly. the into the space, right? And or as Microsoft calls them, holograms, right? Even Blowing though Microsoft. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they've been filing some uh, kind of disturbing patents lately, where okay. where they want to pretty much uh, these augmented reality devices are going to have to have cameras on them. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to track where your eyes are looking at all times because that's sort of the nature of how they're going AR, to be yeah. projecting things into your vision. Because if they're not using some sort of a, a like marker on the ground to tell you where something is, they don't need to know where you're but looking. But what they've done is they've filed some patents recently to track these things for fun advertising purposes and trying to figure out your behaviors towards various things. And, uh, because they're not just watching what you're watching, they're watching how you're watching it. Right. Oh my. Anybody else thinking about the episode Bender of Futurama where Bender should not be on television and it's the, the Nielsen family where they have just all this <laughs> shit plugged into them and one of them had a chemical reaction of like a spike in 10 seconds of attention when Bender was on TV? No? <laughs> just saying. Deep cut nerdiness there. Nebulius, that's for you. But, yeah, what makes it a little bit more disturbing is that not only can they track your vision, what you're looking at, how you're looking at it, where you're at, um, but they can also alter your perceptions of things. So they could throw advertisements into real life or try to... Maybe even change prod you in the direction of various products or behaviors that they would want. Because that's what I need more of in my life. One yeah. of those, like when you see, because you're, let's say they're sponsored by Wendy's and you look at a McDonald's ad and instead of a McDonald's ad, they show you Wendy's. 
Right. It's it, dangerous. It could do exactly things like that. that or not or hijack blank billboards, for example, or <laughs> which which will I mean this this is technology, things like this technology have been hinted to in all kinds of science fiction. Um and it's what's interesting is the reality of it is gonna create some some intriguing problems. For example, uh the owner of that blank billboard could take issue with the fact that Magic Leap Software decides that that's an appropriate place to occupy um, space that does does not belong to them. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. I mean, the way the billboards work is you, you pay to put your ad there, and if Magic Leap is just like, man, we're going to put something. And if McDonald's is getting superseded by Wendy's in, you know, in augmented space, well, Jesus, that's a conflict of interest. Oh, so just a bit. there will be wars, perhaps the beginning of the great franchise wars, as predicted by Demolition Man. Oh, that's going to actually take place in France. You didn't hear about that? No. There's this... Oh! Uh, oh, go on, please. I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> it was uh, McDonald's in France posted a big-ass sign with all of these directions to, like, the nearest French Burger King, which was, like, 100 miles away and out of the way. And it was just kind of, like, this obnoxious thing. It, it like, was, like, maybe, like, four stories tall. Yeah. A series it, of, like, Google Maps like, like yeah, directions. Oh, look how far away you have to go, but we're right here. And so Burger King France, you know, response was, well, we're just that much better and more kind of elite. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're worth the drive. Yeah. We, we are the true burger monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing that they are alluding to that might be possible is the fact that these things can uh, record, obviously, everything. Mm -hmm. at all times the advantage to you being that like say you threw a party and then you could you know relive Relive that party not only from your perspective but from the perspective of everybody else that had a set of these on that just seems so fucking weird and apparently they they they're going to have like light field cameras which i don't know if you're familiar with or not but basically you can focus them later yeah that's like the um the vesper or esper machines from blade runner essentially Right. So uh, if there's a piece of paper on the table right there, that was out of focus. You, was out then, of focus, you could refocus it later. You know, and maybe this is just me being an old man, but <laughs> this sort of stuff, any kind of VR in general, I, I feel that there needs to be some sort of a separation. I don't want true, like true to life VR, or in this case, augmented reality, where they can alter your perception of the world, because it's hard enough for some people to separate fantasy from reality. And now we're giving them an excuse. You mean you mentioned the? But the think of re- the LARPing, Tony. The LARPing would be great, but that's again a controlled situation. If we talk about like, man, I wish I could just live that party. You could spend the next five years living that party from everybody's perspective who was wearing one. At the very least, we're going to be seeing this multiple angle um, idea showing up a lot. For example, I was told recently, and I believe this to be true. That there's a, a box, this is going to sound insane. There's a box set of the Monkeys television show coming out. Okay. Very, very recently, or soon, or it's out already. I don't know. It's. Time is a material. It's one on the of the, the most extreme remasterings that's ever been done because they didn't just remaster the angle that was broadcast, they remastered every angle they filmed. So you can watch a Monkeys episode, all Monkeys episodes ever made from every single angle. Holy fuck! Wow. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean... I Who has that kind of time? People with big money. To watch it! Cap, when are you going to do it? <laughs> when am I going to watch this monkey show? <laughs> From every, every angle. angle. I, well, I like to think that it could be a casual thing. Like, you got a controller in your hand because it'd be awkward to use voice commands for it. And just, like, kind of, like, like cycle through it, like, to get... Uh, just be like, oh, what's, what's it like over there? I don't know. It seems weird. It seems insane. I don't particularly think that people need that kind of option. 
but it's fascinating that they're able to do it. So I think we're going to see a lot of it, and then much like 3D television, it's going to be like, goodbye, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Though I, don't I wonder know. what that's going to mean for people like because. It works on a show like The Monkeys because they're shooting what's known as coverage and they've got multiple angles of the same scene going on so that you can capture these different angles. But movie makers sometimes, like Robert Rodriguez, for his first film, didn't shoot anything but the shots that were on screen. Yeah. There, there was no alternate take. There was no alternate angle. What you saw that was, was what you got. That was an indie film, though. But he sticks with that mentality. He can still do stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's... It sounds like a pain in the ass to watch and a pain in the ass to make, quite the, frankly. The only thing that I can say in favor of it is I really hope the voice command to get different angles is to say, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. And people say we monkey around. So it's like, hey, hey, and it just like cycles through it and then like monkeys and that goes back to the master edit. That would be great. Great. Yeah. Do it, guys. Connect connectivity. <laughs> Somebody's got to use the Back to augmented thing. reality for just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember right after Google Glasses came out, or Google Glass came mm-hmm. out, uh, for about, I don't know, like a six-month period, there were all these arguments and articles about places banning Google Glass oh, from yeah. being in in their establishments? Yeah, reasons of privacy and all that. What do you think is going to happen with this Magic Leap? Uh, there's probably going to be all kinds of places where you can't wear it. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear God. Especially if it's as comprehensive as you're saying. If it's re- recording all the time. Yeah, or... recording all the time and all that. Now, I mean, is it is it more obvious that you're wearing it? Well, it's going to be a headset. And actually, no one knows what it looks like in the public. Okay. They've uh, got some rough diagrams on some of this, and it looks like there's a cable that goes into something. But Not because, I mean, one of the arguments with Google Glass was you couldn't tell when somebody, you know, a lot of the reasons that was banned was, like I said, for privacy. It was like... (laughs) But if it's on all the time, I don't think that's going to help it. No, it's not going to help. Trust me. It's just, it's going to be easier to tell. So it's going to be easier to tell Oh, he's got one. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Take him down, boys. (laughs) We don't serve your kind here. They'll have to leave. (laughs) But they'd have have to be really polite to you because it's probably already uploading it (laughs) into the cloud. (laughs) Sir, could no, you please leave? I want my my dickishness to be preserved for all time as I throw you out of my establishment. Thank you very much. He wants his dick preserved for all time. That's all I, that's all <laughs> that's I heard. All, yeah, that was my takeaway. That's, 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 I'm that's, okay going up that. on the, that's going up on the profile for Trench Loves Cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, you know, Magic Leap's filing these patents. Maybe it's a goodwill thing. Maybe they're filing them so no one else can use them. But that oh, seems yeah. highly <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> that's Cap, how patents have optimist. been working lately yeah i'm the optimist cap oh i wasn't saying it was going to happen i was just presenting it as as an option an, an option a far-reaching option well i suppose if string theory is to be believed there is any number of possibilities that could be true <laughs> um it, here's here's something that's a little bit uh it's a couple weeks old but but i wanted to to air it out you've got you've got a rant a little bit, a little bit of one. Um, they're making a live-action Legends of the Hidden Temple movie, mm-hmm. uh, a TV TV movie um, of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple, arguably one of the greatest game shows in American television, with one of the most difficult final challenges. I, ever I think we all man. remember, like the, those of us that were old enough to want to be on the show at the time, remember it as one of the greatest challenges or you know things on TV ever. But if you go are back, you, are you guys and, talking about the three-piece puzzle that no kid could ever figure out? Exactly. Shrine of the Silver Monkey. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you go back and watch videos of it now, it's just like terrible. Like this guy in khaki shorts is giving you really confusing and cryptic Dude. instructions as you frantically barrel through this fucking obstacle course. No, I, I have had uh, the the cable station Nickelodeon gas for my entire adult life until they pulled the plug on it. And that was where they showed constant reruns of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Always a good time. It was always saved to my favorites. That was always, if I didn't know what I wanted to watch, but I wanted to watch something, there it was. I, I refute that completely. It's still a good show. Go, Silver Snakes! Oh, I didn't say it wasn't a good show. I just said that it was not that great of a game show to participate on. Why could they never figure out how to put that monkey together? Because it was a ridiculously challenging obstacle course where you were being ridiculed on live television by a guy in khaki shorts. I mean, and the temple guards come in, you can't win. You have There's no indicator that's going to happen. You're either fucked or you're not, depending on how well you did in the previous challenges. No, I'm specifically picking on the kids that actually got to the well, shrine also, of the silver monkey and couldn't figure out to put the told, head on last. The, produ- the producers probably selected ignorant children, like, <laughs> like the worst of the worst, with a couple notable exceptions. Um... And how are they going to make that a movie? Does the base go on the top, or where does this go? How, how do I even do it? Here's the, the, it was so sad when a kid was legitimately too short to do the puzzle. Oh. <laughs> like, they just kept some stuff out of arm's reach yeah. for some kids. It was really just awful. Terrible. Um, so, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do a TV movie, but the, the, the plot is this. Three siblings, who must con- who, three siblings who must conquer a series of obstacles to remain alive, mirroring the theme of the original game show. It'll nod to elements from the original show, including Olmec, the Steps of Knowledge, and cameos from a Green Monkey, a Red Jaguar, Silver Snakes, and other team monikers. Um, and it's, This sounds incredibly lame. Yeah, it, 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 it does. It's starring um, uh, Isabella Moner, who is on um, one of Nick's other TV movies, 100 Things to Do Before High School, and it's being produced by, I believe, um, some people who, who did that already. And... Um, but the, the, perhaps the shining lining of this is that there there are a couple competent people on here, people who, whose work I know, and that's uh, Alex Reed, one of the writers and producer of the of the show, um, who worked on early Malcolm in the Middle and okay. Keenan Kel. So that's interesting. Wow. But he's one of several people working on it. Oh, okay. But, no, I, I for a second there because of the the lack of a a obvious comma i thought that keenan and kel were involved and i was oh, thinking no 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 that um, would that would have that would be a, uh, yeah that would, that would be and it would be within yeah. the wheelhouse i would believe it <sighs> but uh it's not and here's the thing here's why i'm mad about this because they can you know sure do, do a tv movie whatever but the fact is if they did a revival of that show it would be huge and instead they're like all right we're gonna do something with legends of the hidden temple we're gonna we're gonna bank on the air on the side of like nostalgia for all the people who grew up watching the show that now have children and here we go we're gonna make that money but the real answer to this is just do the fucking show again guys like do a better version of that show or even allow adults and i would then look to what is in fact one of the greatest game shows of all time anywhere on the planet earth and that is the crystal maze has anyone seen The Crystal Maze? No. No. I think I've seen clips of it. The Crystal Maze was a show in the UK that ran from 1990 to 1995. It was, for most of its series, hosted by Richard O'Brien of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. And it is... Oh, wow. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple on Overdrive, starring adults. It has massively complicated set pieces. Is that the one where, like, you have a... I can't remember how many people were on the team, but, like, your team members would go into the rooms, and then, like, if they didn't complete the puzzle, they got locked in the room. Yep. And then you just had to keep going. Yeah, or you could use one of your precious uh, 
like crystals to buy them out of there because at the end of the of the match you get locked inside of the crystal dome and you have to catch as many like silver and gold like dollar things floating around as possible so the more hands you have the better but the t- the crystal orbs also represent the amount of time you have in that dome so checks and balances incredible set pieces incredibly challenging puzzles of many different varieties like including like going into a room and having to solve like a full-blown mystery like putting clues together to figure out where the hell this thing's hidden weird mind challenges complicated math really great show a ton of it is on youtube i can't recommend it enough and if they if they had something like that in the united states in the 21st century god that would be a reason to watch fucking television wouldn't it yeah, no, because I'm even just thinking of stuff like Wipeout and shows like that where it's a it's barely a mental challenge with somewhat of a physical challenge, and people eat that shit up. Yeah. So now all of a sudden we add crystals to the mix, which people clearly love. <laughs> people do love their crystals. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially that dinosaur fellow. I keep I hear he's a doctor. It's an atomic. Okay, fine. Just leave me here. Oh yeah, Doctor Dinosaur from Atomic yeah. Robo. Great. What? Either one. Uh. <laughs> I was. I thought it was clever. Apparently, I was the only one. <laughs> I got it, but it was just like, where, why? That's coming way the fuck from left field. Here's, here's a cool thing about Crystal Maze. Uh, Crystal Maze is kind of like a televised version of a super elaborate escape room, and escape rooms are all the rage now. Mm-hmm. As are uh, IRL experiences. Well, the guys behind Secret Cinema, the people who um, did that incredible third scale recreation of Hill Valley from Back to the Future that I couldn't shut up about two years ago. Yep. Um, well, they teamed up with the production designer of Titanic and Hellboy to um, to create a actual real life crystal maze, complete the, the exact thing that was on television, um, and you can go to it in England. It opened this month. It's in it's in London. That is insane. Yeah, that is awesome. People in London, get on that shit. Report I, back. To that us. is that is the tippy top of my list of things to do next time I cross over to the other side of the pond. Why do people call it a pond? It's an ocean. I don't. I don't understand. I'm confused. Man, it is not. It's not for you to wonder. But anyway, so my Legends of the Hidden Temple on a TV You're movie. You're pondering the wrong angle. Fictional of this, TV Tony. movie. Fuck you. This it's game show, man. Like you screwed up. You screwed up. However, any Hey Arnold fans in the house? What? What? Yeah. I didn't watch the show. It was it was a little too you late for up. me. My Nicktoons were earlier than that, mm-hmm. right? So I I pieced out around Hey Arnold. Um, that's I right, the movie's how, coming back. How quickly did you, how, or how closely did you guys follow the storyline to that? I followed it pretty tightly. The fact that so, Arnold... So you know that Arnold's parents were never, was a storyline that was never dealt with. I didn't realize this was a show that had storylines. Was never explored. And it actually had some fairly deep storylines. Like, uh, uh, they had, I, I cannot remember what nationality he was, but he was some sort of either Vietnamese or from the Philippines, kind of that area who had lost touch with his daughter when he came to the States and was reunited through his ability to sing like Randy Travis was a weird storyline, but again, very deep, very touching. Very <laughs> when he personal. got into country music and oh, yeah, no, <laughs> they he, were his managers. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty wild. <laughs> no, he, he, get, he at one point became a country music star and his singing voice was provided by Randy Travis, a famous country <laughs> singer, only, then, only to then be introduced at the Grand Ole Opry by Tandy Ravis. They were they were that on the nose with it. It was fantastic. And, or Travis Randall, so something like that. The reason I bring it up is in the same press release as um, this TV movie that I don't want, they are, in fact, doing a two-part TV movie for Hey Arnold, which reportedly is not just some like live-action remake of Hey Arnold. They're actually closing the show's storyline. Like, the original creator's on board, 
and in they, cartoon form. In yeah, yeah, in cartoon form. Okay, I was gonna say if they did like a real life version, that was gonna be, be the football head. It would be very tricky. <laughs> it would be really weird. Um, so it, it's gonna find out the truth behind what uh, what happened to Arnold's parents, and it's something that was referred to as the Jungle Movie back in the day because they were it was gonna be a follow up film to the Hey Arnold movie that actually came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Didn't perform well enough to get a sequel. This is it. Many many years later, it's coming in 2017. How weird is that? It is exceptionally bizarre, and I'm really looking forward to it. So it makes me hope that even though Disney has the rights to it, maybe we'll get to see um, the, uh, the the Doug follow up as Doug is an adult and how how kind of like awesome. I was, was, was going to say, I feel like there's a lot of like things like that that are coming back from our childhoods. You know, there's Doug, uh, Samurai Jack is coming back. Yeah. Um, Symbiotic Titan is supposedly doing something. What? what? That's I've have heard there off and on again. There will be rumors forever, but clearly uh, Gendy Tartoski has his hands full with Samurai Jack. So I just want more Symbionic Titan. Hey, yeah. I mean, me too, man. It's I one of the greatest shows. Titan. But yeah, I mean, and you know, sometimes it doesn't work out too well. Like this last season of X Files. Sco- yeah, Scooby Doo is coming back in comics, isn't it? Scooby Doo and and m- many of the other Hanna Barbera properties are getting a bizarre facelift in comic books. Yeah. We'll see if that ever translates to animation or film, for that matter. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really a fan of the the Scooby Doo one, but no, few yeah. people are. Jim Jim Lee taking on the Hanna Barbera line is just weird. But hey, Wacky Races in a Mad Max universe—that's perfect. I can get behind that. Um, and speaking of comics, I would like to take this opportunity in closing to give a shout out to a Marvel book that everyone should read, regardless of your interest in comic books. Okay. It, this is set. In, for me, it's set in the main Marvel universe, uh-huh. but it exists really outside the field of any of the superheroes or anything. It's a book called Red Wolf, and this is about uh, it's a reimagining of a much maligned, previously kind of racist Native <laughs> American superhero. Um, this is a book so good it should already have a TV series. Okay, like it's so good as a standalone thing. Like this belongs on like Marvel's television empire. <laughs> it did, it, uh, yes, more. We are there. In fact, as an archaeologist, we've been in touch with. He is going to break into it. Here's what belongs in a museum: all previous iterations of the character Red Wolf, <laughs> in a um, museum or an archive protected by Top Man. <laughs> top Man, man, you don't want anybody to see that thing. Um, so this this kind of spins out of Secret Wars, the big uh, multiversal event that Marvel had last year that was incredible. They had a book called 1872, mm-hmm. which is the Marvel Universe reimagined as a late 19th century thing, set in a small town called Timely, where like Wilson ah. Fisk heralded over um, this town, and there's all these analogs to the characters and everything. And mm-hmm. Red Wolf was as, uh, was there as this like Native American sheriff. He became the sheriff anyway. Steve okay. Rogers was the sheriff, and he gets killed. Um, oh, he just cannot catch a break. That Steve Rogers. No. So this kind of spins out of that because there were a lot of things that happened in that multiversal event where characters got chucked back into the main Marvel universe once the universe is re-coalesced into their Mm -hmm. previous shapes. And in this case, you don't need to know anything about that to read this book, but that's just the the background for where this this version of the character comes from, because this is a character who is played really straight. This is not a costume character. This is a man wearing the Western garb of the late 19th century who is a Native American and is also a sheriff and is a master tracker, and he's just good at his goddamn job and believes in justice. Well, when at the start of this Red Wolf book, he's hanging out, in his town, and encounters a time traveler. Some shit goes really sideways, and then he wakes up in present-day New Mexico in a small town and has no idea what the fuck is happening. Oh, boy. But he's a cop, 
and he's a damn good tracker, <laughs> and he's gonna make it work. God damn it! And and it's great, You're like because obviously weird guys coming around saying all kinds of crazy things. He gets picked up by the cops, the co- and then all of a sudden, like the cop goes off on like another, like they get, they get a call in, yep. and he gets involved in the situation. And it's so good, you guys. <laughs> it's such a good book. I will have to look into this because this does sound. I, I'm always looking for a good crime drama, a good cop drama type deal. Yeah, it's exactly and- that. Hmm. This this sounds like something that it, I've been really getting into the street level Marvel stuff just because it's so good. It's so personal. I mean, the second season of Daredevil is less than a week out at this point, so we won't touch too much on it. Yeah. But suffice it to say, it is a more than adequate follow up to the first season. And John Bernthal is a he does a fantastic job as Frank Castle. He is he is absolutely hmm. wonderful. Before we before we spin off too much into that, just what closing on, on Red Wolf. Red Wolf's great. It's coming out in issues right now. It's not getting collected until early July, but you can pre-order it now. And it's written by Nathan Edmondson, oh, wow. who's uh, known for his recent run on Punisher, where he took Punisher to the West Coast. Okay. And uh, a great run on Black Widow, which, for me personally, validated the character in spite of Scarlett Johansson's lacking performance in the film. Um, this is like a great counterpoint of, but yes, the character could be this good. Um, <laughs> and the art's great. <laughs> And uh, you should totally check it out. So, on to uh, to Marvel Television, I guess. Yeah, well, the Marvel Web Television, where they've been doing a tremendous job. All their series are great. Uh, Bernthal's great as the character. Hell's Kitchen is as violent and horrific as it's ever been. So, they, I mean, they haven't shied away from anything. And... At the end of it, uh, they've got a. So we won't touch too much on it, just because, again, it's, like, it's less yeah, than well, a week Yeah, you're old. scaring people, probably, saying the end of it, blah, blah, blah. What? No, it was just... By the end, hold on. What? When did I say end of it? You you totally did. But let's move on. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, at the end of the the list is a teaser for Luke Cage. Ah, is what I was getting at. Not the ah. end of the series. I haven't finished the series. The end of the list of things on the Netflix when you're scrolling yes. through. Yes, okay, you can. Great. There's a teaser trailer for Luke Cage. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Really leans into the kind of black exploitation aspect of it. Seems <laughs> like it's okay. Uh, I doubt it's going to go quite to black dynamite levels, but I think they'll find a happy medium for the character and could be a, could be a good time. But more interestingly is I just saw a story break today and I didn't dig too deep into it, save that Jeremy Renner, the guy who plays Hawkeye is open to a Netflix series focused on the character. And I, for one, am in favor of it. I would love a Netflix series based on Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, one of the greatest Marvel comics in recent time. Um, which totally validated the character of Hawkeye and made him special to me and made him special to lots of people, made him mm-hmm. special to all of Tumblr. Yep. Um, it's a big deal. Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, which you should totally read, regardless of your experience with comic books, is a big deal and a great book and a great portrait of what that character could be, which unfortunately the Marvel Cinematic Universe shat all over in the biggest way possible in Avengers 2 and made Hawkeye a complete garbage character. So while... Yes, I would love to see a Hawkeye television show. It cannot exist. At least not the way you want it to. <laughs> it can. It can. Wait, oh, we don't know what Civil Hawk- War's bringing. Hawkeye living with his family, having an idyllic life in the middle of nowhere, sure. Oh, yeah, because that's how it would actually go down. We'd wind up, he would just be sitting there playing Parcheesi with his kids, because that's apparently what people, I, is that yeah, what people I've, do? I don't know anything about Hawkeye at all, other than Avengers movies, and he just kind of seems like lame here's, Green Arrow. Here's what <laughs> Hawkeye is all about. Hawkeye is being a, a down-and-out guy who's really talented, but is a consummate fuck-up and ruins everything in his life, and uses his Avengers money to buy a tenement uh, in New York City 
uh, because people are going to get evicted because he's a nice guy, but he also kind of is a complete screw-up. He lives with a dog who eats too much pizza, and he has a protege who he doesn't have a romantic relationship with, but whose name is also Hawkeye and is a girl. And uh, and it's drama and fun, and, and it's a good time. It's a hilarious fucking book, and the, he gets the shit kicked out of him all the time, and that's his life. I think they can still play, though, the he gets the shit kicked out of him all the time angle of the character. They can have him be the put-upon archer of the no, team. No, they can't, because they can. he has a happy life that is that completely can, unrealistic. Is, it is ripe for getting fucked up. It is ripe for getting fucked up. If it starts with the murder of his family, then they're off to a good start. <laughs> that you heard just it here first. <laughs> Cap wants Hawkeye's idyllic life to end in the most violent way possible. That, of all the failings of Avengers Age of Ultron, for me, that was the most significant. They had their chance, and they ruined it. It did seem to come out of left field. I'm not going to begrudge him it too awful much. I still enjoy Jeremy Renner as the character. I think he... <laughs> he hasn't had the chance to do anything with the character, unfortunately. I like Jeremy Renner enough in the other stuff I've seen him in that I enjoy when he's on screen. I don't look at it and go... <sighs> You've seen him enough in other things that you like watching him shoot a bow and arrow at stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I'm okay with that. He shot Ant-Man in that most recent Civil War trailer, which looks great, by the way. I love that Spidey. That. Here's, here's one final thing about comic books. This also pertains to Nerdy Show. There's a Kickstarter going on right now for Liberty. You may know Liberty as the scripted sci-fi audio drama that we put out on the Nerdy Show Network. Mm-hmm. You should totally check it out, nerdyshow.com slash liberty. They have two series so far, Liberty Critical Research, which is a kind of ensemble cast radio serial thing, and then Liberty Tales from the Tower, which is more like a Twilight horror. Zone horror short, short story thing. Yep. Uh, so they have different series they alternate and so on, but it's all set in the same world, mm-hmm. which is a fallen colony, a colony that's been off the grid of Earth connections for Forever, I forget how long. A long time, hundreds of years. Yep. And the world that's left in its wake, which is the uh, idyllic but still in kind of shambles, Atreus, and then everything else, which is the Fringe. It's a great setup. It's a great premise. It's a great show. But Liberty was originally conceived as a comic book. Deception. Yeah, Liberty Deception. And that comic book is currently being kickstarted by uh, Travis, who's the creator of Liberty. And uh, it's going on right now through to April 24th. They are looking for $20,000. And they only have three currently, um, so you should help them out. And here's why Here's why it's that much money, because you're not backing a single issue of a comic book. You're backing a full-blown original graphic novel. And I have talked, because Travis has approached me about logo stuff. My wife actually did the logo for Liber- the comic itself. Well, she did the logo for all of Liberty, actually. Oh, wow. Nifty. It's the same logo that we know that, Tony. Why aren't you paying attention to your wife? <laughs> Listen, somebody's got to be here to record this shit and get shit wrong. Uh, but... He's been working on this for a long time, and the set it really is a very well-crafted world and absolutely discerns your funds and your time. This is something I'm planning on kickstarting. I haven't had the opportunity to yet, but it's happening. Yeah, so you should check it out. We'll link to this episode's page, obviously, but you can also search Liberty Deception Kickstarter, and you'll find it. You'll see there why this is a t- very valid thing for you to back. Look at that artwork. It's gorgeous. It is insane. This is art. The interior art is done by uh, Raymond uh, Bermudez from Justice League and X-Men with colors by uh, Joanna LaFuente um, from G.I. Joe, X-Files, and Transformers. It is a f- pro book. It is, it it is, is one an of the, indie book. It is one of the best-looking indie books that I've ever seen. I mean, and I, I especially going to a comic shop for as long as I have now, you see some of the indie books that come through, and it's like, you know what? I'll give the, It's a solid enough premise. I'll give it a shot. And the art just eventually makes my hate my, makes me hate myself as I try and read it. <laughs> this 
I the I, I drool over the pages I've seen. It's gorgeous. Yeah, if if this is something if I picked it up on the shelf, I'd think like there's well, even an action Marvel? figure now, isn't there? Yeah, there's like a, a miniature figurine. Yeah, I forget how you get that. Maybe you can buy it in the store. I'm not sure. Uh, but you, there is actually an issue zero, which you can buy, physical or digital, and we'll link that also on this episode's page. Uh, a great sampling of what, what Liberty is all about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you should totally, totally check out the Liberty Kickstarter. It's Do so it, cool, you guys. And uh, just a final reminder on the topic of comics: don't forget we got the Batman versus Superman video. Yep. Keep, it, keep an eye peeled for that. Anything else in closing, guys? Or should we get the hell out of here? Let's get the hell out of here. It's getting really hot in here, and I don't want to take off this shirt while I'm advertising it. Yeah, yeah. Nerdyshow.com slash store, and also nerdyshow.com slash Amazon for all your shopping needs. Just go there, bookmark that link, and make us the only the only portal of Amazon that you use, and you will in turn fuel Nerdy Show. And if you think, oh shit, I just bought this big thing, Nerdy Show should know about it, I want this shout out, just email us. We'll, we'll give you a shout out. Yo, this guy bought this refrigerator. Excellent. Wonderful. It refrigerates meat. Yo, you just pre-ordered Red Wolf. Uh, yeah, Red Wolf. Like, uh, yeah. And and then did what else did you do related to things that happened this episode? I don't know. Crystal May. You sure, bought an Xbox not? One and yeah. the PS4 so you could play against each other in your own house because yes, you roll and, like that. Yes, and um, what other improv stuff. Yep, yes, and this so... in the episode, board. You can so go. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just get it the fuck out of here because clearly we're wearing down. <laughs> yes, and let's go get tacos. Um... Taking us out, we got a brand new track by Danimal Cannon. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Ooh. This is from his brand new record, Lunaria, and it's called Long Live the New Fresh. Lunario? <laughs> no, no, no. What kind of tacos are we talking, Rob? Oh, we're talking Double tacos. D's. Double D's. from Gringos Locos, mi amigo. Double D's. That's, that's a soft tortilla shell with queso wrapped in a crunchy tortilla shell. I like my tacos like I like oh, my wee man. And a powerful orgasm. I, that's a boob reference. <laughs> Anyhow, bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud, or on Audioboom. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you and others like you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow nerdyshow.com on all your favorite social media networks, Twitter, the tumblers. It's really falling apart there, but, you know, like you, you're right. I mean, you're right. You should do that. You should totally do that. We should absolutely follow them on all the social media networks. Because if it's geeky... We've oh, got it covered. We've got it covered. thought we were yeah. going to do that in unison. Oh, okay, let's... let's if it's Three, geeky... We've got it covered. We've got it covered. Fuck! Damn it! Why is this so up. hard for you, too? I give up. I guess let's I'm just going to get some tacos. Sync. Bye, bye, bye. Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> 